What's happening, world? I'm your host, the Wizard of Waz, Benji Wozniak. And this week, Kira and I will be talking about the new Batman movie. Now, I think this movie was awesome. I saw it in the theater. I was so excited and was on HBO Max to watch it again. That's why I suggested it. I thought it was a great interpretation. I thought it was a great Batman for this newer kind of like world we're in. So I grew up with the Michael Keaton Batman and the Adam West Batman. I liked this Batman because it's more towards the books, if that makes any sense. A lot of people came to me and said that Batman, he played a good Batman, but also like an awful Bruce Wayne. So for me, I I read the books, so I think he did it pretty good as Bruce Wayne. I fully agree with you because here's the thing. Bruce Wayne is a freak. He's a weirdo. He's a recluse. He's fighting crime and dressing up instead of going to therapy. He has no real friends. I don't get this like Michael Keaton, Christian Bale, like playboy persona of Batman or Bruce Wayne, I should say, because that's like not true. He's like a he's like in his room, like doing detective work and building gadgets and like doing puzzles with Alfred. And like, I don't know, like this to me felt like Bruce Wayne and Batman. Yeah. Well, my my wife saw the the Michael Keaton Batman. So she's used to that. So she's like, he has the, the personality of a potato. And I'm like, no, no. I'm like, it's this is actually how Bruce Wayne is. I'm like, this is who he is. I mean, he's friends with Superman and Wonder Woman. He jokes with them and stuff. But when he's out, he's really not this like flamboyant guy that goes around talking to everybody because he has a messed up life. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought that the mo- this movie especially, we kind of see Bruce Wayne and Batman kind of personified into three versions. We see the Batman version in the cape. We see the Bruce Wayne in the suit at home with Alfred. And then we also see this kind of like grungy drifter army jacket, like running down makeup, like detective Bruce Wayne, which I think is very cool because it's showing us him as he's starting out. You know, he doesn't feel like he belongs in Gotham, but he feels like this like insane need to protect it. And this is the way that he's going to do it. It's not that it's not it's like Christopher Nolan's movies ask the question like why Gotham needs Batman why Gotham needs a hero in this one Batman just exists in Gotham to protect it for like his own mental health which is failing because he should be in therapy instead of beating people up yeah and his thing is I am vengeance and that actually plays into the fact of the Riddler because the Riddler's like I'm I'm taking after you. And that happens in the books. Batman's enemies, a lot of his enemies are because of Batman. And I thought that was so interesting. And I loved the Batman and Riddler relationships. And I thought it was so interesting because I also, you can also see parallels to it with his relationships with Selena as well, because I would view Selena and the Riddler in this film on the same page. They're both after vengeance for people that they've done wrong. And they're going to go outside of justice to get it. Whereas they think, oh, Batman, he dresses up in a he does all that but batman stays within that justice and those like cop laws like it's more like batman and gordon and then selena and the riddler and those i think are the two parts but i mean did you watch the joker deleted scene oh okay well in the joker deleted scene the joker touches on this and he's like you guys are the two sides of the same coin and then the riddler even justifies it he goes when we're in our mass this is who we are and you gave me the courage to do that And I think that is so powerful. Yeah, because the Joker says, one day you're on top, the next day you're a clown. So like, yeah, I I did like it. I thought it it was good. And I like the fact that they got away from the quirky like costumes 
like I, I mean i'm used to the, the batman from adam west where they had like the you know the, the question marks on the thing and you know and jim carrey so i like the fact that the riddler really didn't have like a quirky outfit it was more like sinister and like you know i'm, I'm gonna kill you and i think that's where this movie shown so well is because of matt reeves direction and the horror elements that he brought to it i mean the riddler's introduction first of all chilling just seeing those glasses behind the mirror that's chilling seeing that duct taped up face chilling the head in the cage chilling even as far as like what they did with the riddler's theme song to change ave maria to a semitone to give it to mimic that jaws like sinister atmosphere i thought all of those aspects worked so well we had his costuming that was obviously inspired by like the zodiac we had that serial killer persona of his while looking for justice i mean i was so entranced it felt like i was watching seven and not a comic book movie yeah, and like I like the fact that Batman actually has to do the work. Like exactly. in, in a lot of the movies, he doesn't. Yeah, you know, he just knows. You just you know I, he knows what it is. But in this, he actually has to piece it together and figure out what's going on, and you know look at the next clue. And I thought that was great because that's that's what Batman does in the comic books. He's the detective. It's a detective comic book, so that's what he does. He figures things out and solves the the, the problems. And I thought that was really good that they hit back on the original aspect of Batman. I totally agree, and I think it's so interesting too because this one even shows how his money is like a weakness to him so we have him and this and the Riddler have this great kind of standoff full of tension and the Riddler's like wow Batman you don't know what's happening I thought you were smarter than this so then Batman goes back to the apartment with the cop and the cop's like wow I can't believe he used like a carpet tool for this and Bruce Wayne has no idea and it was obviously a hint to pull back the carpet but like of course a billionaire orphan child will never see a carpet tool like how would you know so I thought that was so interesting because it's not that Batman's dumb like the Riddler was like insinuating it's just that his money gives him this huge blind spot right and the fact that you know the whole thing is because th there was a rat in the, the mob that went to the police and like that's the big thing about this you know and come to find out it's really not a rat it's just Falcone is like using the police officers to make more money than what he did exactly and i mean i think he is a rat because he did like turn on other people i mean he did ride out own guys within his organization i mean we even see like the penguin kind of coming to and i think as the movie unfolds we kind of view the penguin as this kind of like fredo corleone sort of like mess up but he knows too much we gotta keep him in the family and then we kind of see him being like no you're the worst of all of us like at least we have like integrity like at least that there's like honor among thieves within them yeah and i like the fact that did you see gotham the show gotham the show kind of has penguin as a, a mobster and like that's kind of where they i like, thought they went with this like it was more towards that kind of characterization of penguin instead of like you know this guy that lives in the sewers and has penguins as pets i thought this was actually better yeah and i mean one of the best scenes of the movie is the penguin car chase i mean the introduction of the Batmobile, loved it. Incredible. And this goes, if you've listened to our podcast before, you know we talk a lot of about practical effects versus CGI effects. And where I think this movie shines is they did a lot of filming on location. And to get that car scene, they use like 50 cameras all over the cars to get all those crazy angles, to get it above, to get it in front, to get behind. And I think that editing and that like extra work really comes through because that scene was immaculate yeah i liked it too the only thing i didn't like was like when the things blew up and he's like i got you and then he flew through the th i was like okay i've seen this before you know that that was kind of stereotypical like you know oh you're dead oh you're not you know but like okay so yes it's stereotypical but isn't that part of like the joy of comic books like yes we're talking about how this one subverts it a lot with different aspects but at the same time it still has that like crazy whimsy like i mean batman still got like shot in the chest and then got back up you know like yeah he struggled but he got back up so 
I don't know. I thought it was funny. And I always like, I don't, I don't know. I thought just like him coming through the flames and like watching it through the rear view mirror. I thought it was so cool. I was, I guess I was more entranced by the shot. I just seen it before. I, I don't, I'm not going to say I liked the whole movie because I did not like Zoe Kravitz's mask. I thought that was stupid. It looked like a G string on her lip. And I was used to the old cat. I'm used to the old cat woman who has like a mask and looks like a cat. And, and it, that, if you're looking for that, that's not what this is. She does not look like that. But I think that's because she's not Catwoman yet. She never refers to herself as Catwoman. She just likes cats. She only refers to herself as Selena. She never really embraces that. And she's still on the more like self-serving like vengeance side not self-serving because she was trying to get justice for her friend and then at the end she goes and I don't I know I'm gonna mispronounce the uh, name of this place where she's like Batman you should come to me I'm heading to Bloodhaven and that's where Nightwing's from originally who was the original Robin so it's like maybe she's gonna go they're gonna meet up they're gonna come back to God I don't know I think there's a lot of setups for sequels and like a universe within this movie. Oh, most definitely. I know the funny part is we talk about Robin and, you know, Nightwing and all the different Robins. Uh, if you think about it, Bruce Wayne seeks out people that are scarred. Like all his people, like Dick Grayson, Chris Grayson's family like, were murdered. And like he seeks him out to be like, not like just protect him as a, a person, but to manipulate him into being a partner in fighting crime. So he's like, kind of, Batman's kind of sick in the head. I mean, if you think about it. He absolutely is. He dresses up and beats people up for a living instead of going to therapy and actually using his billions of dollars for philanthropic work. Like, I think one of the best points of this movie is that the mayor's like, okay, but you have all this money. Like, your dad was going to do all this reform program. Your dad was going to do all this. And what are you just like masking up and like fighting crime? Like, I don't I don't know. Yeah, but his dad also had a dark side because he was with Fracone and he had, you know, he accidentally had the reporter killed. And that's where this all starts because, like, you know, that's why Riddler's doing what he does. And he actually wants to kill Bruce Wayne. Yes. And I thought that scene was so good. That Arkham face off scene when he's like, Bruce Wayne, Bruce, and he's like taunting him. And you can see, like, Batman, like, starts to crumble. He's like, oh my God, he knows it's me. And then he's like, I can't believe we didn't get him, buddy. Like, we're best friends. We're the same. And he's like, you don't. I just thought that was so cool because we can see how if we put our idols on a pedestal we don't see who they are we see what we want to see oh 100 percent. you know and i think i think in a way bruce wayne wanted to be found out because like when he's doing a thing and he goes i think it's about me you know and they're like what are you talking about and he's like nothing you know i think in a way he wants to be found out i think he's like it, it's a part of him that's just like i want people to know what i'm doing i want people to know like accept me i think the whole thing with him is acceptance i think he's not accepted and it, he didn't like the people the crowds and everything they don't accept him like they're actually afraid of him at first like they're scared to death of batman like in the in the subway when he beats up the people and like the guy's like don't hurt me and you know he's like I, you know in his mind he's like, i just saved you you know but you know, not till when he falls into the water and leads them out of the darkness which was very corny i didn't like, like that uh <laughs> okay so i thought that was first of all that film okay corny whatever we can call it what it was but that shot was beautiful it was actually mostly all filled with that flare as the only light and i think it was good for his character development because we see him going from like i am justice i'm vengeance to i am the light and that Okay, so this might be like, it's not like a stretch and it's not corny, but I just saw Sonic 2. So I'm going to plug Sonic 2 real quick because if you haven't seen it, it's amazing. You need to watch it. It's so, so good. But in Sonic 2, a quote that really resonated with me and I thought about while I was rewatching the movie, it says, being a hero isn't about taking care of yourself. It's about taking responsibility for other people. And I think it's so funny that that 
quote applied so much to this movie and how Batman transformed himself and how he changed in that part because we see him only caring about himself beating up people like he views all these people as like criminals of his father like the criminals that killed his parents and then we see him taking responsibility and actually leading these people to safety and trying to help the mayor and like I don't know I thought it was really interesting I thought it, it was corny but it was more symbolic than that okay so the list of Batman was from when I grew up Adam West Michael Keaton Val Kilmer George Clooney Christian Bale good Ben Affleck no and then Robert Pattinson and I think Robert Pattinson is a great one I think he is a great actor I think he showed us this in Good Time and in Tenet and in The Lighthouse and I think he really embodied this like Bruce Wayne like Batman I don't I, I was I was convinced of both when I watched it yeah, I liked it. I, I mean, as far as like a lot of the Batman, I thought he did a good job. I mean, you know, I, a lot of times like people think about Michael Keaton. They're like, oh, Michael Keaton was a great Batman. But when this first came out, like when Batman first came out, I was there. People weren't thrilled about Michael Keaton being filmed as like Batman. People were like, oh my God, because he was a comedian. And they were like, well, how is he going to bring anything to Batman? And now he's one of the most iconic Batman that we have. I mean, compared to anybody else, I mean, what we got, Robert Pattinson's probably the second best. I mean, Christian Bale, Christian Bale, I love you, but I think this guy did a good job. Exactly. And one thing I hate about having this movie come out, and I don't know why it is, is that it's getting compared so heavily to the Nolan Batmans, whereas the Nolan Batmans, when they came out, were able to stand on their own and not really get compared to other Batman. So I think it's an unfair metric because I think this one is better. I don't like gadgety, suave, playboy Batman. I don't think it's realistic, and I think it's kind of corny. Yeah, this is very darker. I mean, it's more more like like if someone really were to like snap and like be a Batman, this kind of fit the scenario. Not like you know where the, the guy's like a oh, billionaire. He buys he brings in all these gadgets and like you know multi million dollar things that you know. First of all, shipping and packing, they'd have to find a way to get that in there and the people would follow back to what's going on. But uh, in this, it was more like, you know, realistic where like this guy was just, you know, a guy that has millions of dollars. He's messed up in the head and he has stuff, but he doesn't like overdo it. It's more of his knowledge than his, his ability to buy stuff. Exactly. And I think that's so different from like the newer Batmans like Christian uh, Christian Bale and Ben Affleck where there are these like high-tech gadgety like cool Batman like training with Raza Ghoul and like being like these like mega like fighter almost like godlike creatures and it's like or like people and it's like okay but that's not Batman is a detective he's a recluse he's like Howard Hughes if Howard Hughes wanted to actually leave the house at some point you know what I mean like and I thought that Robert Pattinson walked the line of being able to interact in public as Batman and then interacting in public as Bruce Wayne. And I don't know. I think that he hesitated in the scene with Riddler in Arkham because he sees Riddler in himself and he can see why the Riddler relates to him. And then, But then also for the first time, he's also related to Selina for probably the first time in his life, someone who's his age, you know? Yeah, and like the whole relationship with Selina kind of was like really quick. It was like, you know, I met you. Things are going bad. Kiss me. I mean, that's I was kind of like, ugh. Because, like, in the, in the books, it takes a while for Batman and Selina to get together. Like, they don't just, like, fall in love. Like, a lot of stuff goes on between those two. And it's more like, like foreplay, you know? And then they start falling in love. And then this was just, like, right away, you know, oh, I love you, I love you too. And I was like, no, no, you got to give them time. You got to, like, build it up. And I think they will. And I think their romance was kind of like a throwaway just to show that, like, this was probably Batman's, like, first experience with a romantic relationship. So, yeah, he doesn't know what to do. I'm convinced when I watch this movie that he's never talked to a lady outside of Selena or the mayor convinced because 
he just only talks to Alfred and like his housekeeper. Oh, granted, his housekeeper is a lady, but like those people, I don't think he counts as like people that he like sees and can connect with, you know? So I thought it was really interesting. Andy Serkis plays Alfred, and that's Claw from the Black Panther movies. So I thought that was really interesting. And he also, he does the Gollum. And this is not the first time Andy Serkis and Matt Reeves had collabed because he was also in War for Planet of the Apes and the other Planet of the Apes movie. Rise of Planet of the Apes? Rise for War of Planet of the Apes? I don't know. They've worked together before though. I loved Andy Serkis in it. I thought the scene in the hospital between him and Robert Pattinson was great. I thought it really showed that Batman can care for people outside of himself and that is Alfred. He has a weak spot and it's Alfred. And I love to see it. Yeah, I, I like the stuff that they're doing with the new Batman. Like, they're coming up with all kinds of stuff about Batman. And it's good because, like, I'm a Marvel person. It's a shirt that says Marvel. If you didn't see it, it's Marvel. I love Marvel comics. That's what I grew up on. But on DC side, I loved Batman. I thought Batman was great in the Teen Titans. So, like, and to be Batman, you, it's an iconic role. Like, you, people, like, always knock DC. But bat, to be Batman is iconic. Like, Adam West, the Michael Keaton. I mean, people look to that like you know you got to be a real good Batman I thought this guy did a good job absolutely and going back to like how iconic the character of Batman is I think when you're growing up and you hear of superheroes the first ones you think of are DC ones they're super they're Superman and Batman granted I think now Marvel is having this bigger resurgence I think it's just because they have a better marketing and writing team behind them that can actually plan out all these movies they don't have failings within their actors or if they do they cover it up and get them out quick that's that Disney money but like so I think that playing I think that Robert Pattinson coming from getting famous from a movie like Twilight and then becoming Batman in this era is amazing because I think he does such a great job and I'm a big fan I mean I was a fan of Twilight you know like I like him so I didn't see the Twilight movies my my friend actually told me to read the, the Twilight books so I, I read the Twilight books and I was like oh okay and like some of the parts in the Twilight books I was like whoa this is getting really weird because I like Anne Rice I love uh, Lestat Lestat is like the most incredible vampire ever. Love Lestat. Then he had me read these and I'm like, they were good. They were really good until the ending. And I was like, oh, these, this is weird. Okay, so Ben and I are much young. There's a big age difference between us. I read Twilight when I was younger. I was like four, 13, 14, 15 and I was enamored with the books i love them i made my dad take me to the midnight release at barnes and noble so i could get the last book oh i was obsessed i had like t-shirts everything movies i loved it all i have gone back and rewatched and reread these and my i'm like what kind of taste did i have like these are so insane i mean the endings is terrible the acting in the movies is so bad the blue tint i mean give me a break it is all so hysterical i can't believe i was such i mean they're iconic for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah, like I remember reading the book and they were like, you know, he's in love with the baby. I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm like, what the hell is this? I'm like, this is kind of like wrong in so many ways. Like this, this no. I'm like, this is no. If one of you are watching this, you could see my dog. My dog Cisco is the unofficial official member of the crew. So he makes sure he's here every week. So just like you come here every week. If you like it, subscribe come see us exactly and i don't know back to bat what we're talking about batman twilight oh rob pattinson i think he's a great actor and i like that he's getting the recognition he deserves same with kristen stewart who came from twilight and now she was oscar nominated this year which was very well deserved also i'm gonna plug spencer if you haven't seen it watch it she does a great job but back to batman i am so excited you see that they, they just greenlit the sequel so that happened 14 hours ago so that is coming i'm matt reeves and pattinson are already signed up for it and i let i'm 
I'm really excited. Yeah, they're doing a lot with DC. Like, uh, did you see the Teen Titans on HBO? It's really good. I like it a lot. It actually has Batman's son in it as uh, Red Mask. And it's really good. I mean, you watch it and I'm like, oh, this is actually really decent i mean they follow the books uh, it's an older batman it's not like you know robert pattison's batman this is like an older batman because uh, as many of you know batman stays batman until he's like at least in his 60s and then it goes to batman beyond which is like you know a whole different story but like this i saw the thing about the new joker who is barry cohen i believe his name is the director said that this is a different universe so dc has multi-universes so the joker you see in suicide squad is not the joker that's in this movie which i like and i like like Barry Keoghan is an actor, great in Eternals. He was great in Killing of a Sacred Deer, even though I thought I, I have my own thoughts about that movie. But I thought he did a great job in that, which is why I think he'll do a great job as the Joker. Highly recommend watching the Joker deleted scene from the Batman movie. I would say I'm really glad it was out of the film. I think if it was in the film, it would have detracted from all the good things that this film brought in. But I think Barry Cohen's like burned up, scarred, kind of like crazy Joker is going to work with this Batman. I thought the scene was crazy because it gave me intense Hannibal Lecter vibes and it showed that Batman and the Joker have this like very crazy relationship which I was like well this would be interesting to explore as like a side character through the sequel and then maybe introduce in the third because for me I thought for a sequel based on what we've seen in the movie and based on what I've read because I don't have a huge history with Batman was if the next villain was Hush because we see that written over his like dad's face and then we have the Court of Owls because we've already seen that this Gotham has this like crazy underworld of like rich people it's like if they're all if Falcons run in the police why aren't the rest of the these rich people probably like running the rest so I think that'd be interesting to see what do you think oh 100% and I like the fact that in this movie when the Riddler kills Falcone that's not the end of the movie okay. like that he he had a sub like that was his his coup de gras but he had another coup de gras like a bigger one you know flooding the town which was when batman discovers it under the carpet which was really great i thought that was great because it, it you know it didn't end on that note it had more plot to it and the flooding of gotham leads to a, like a lot of stuff that could possibly go on i mean it could lead into other characters coming in absolutely and i thought the flooding of gotham was like really well done <laughs> like i thought having them go off the red lighting i thought it was amazing having like the fight of all the like joker wannabes also anytime i see like male dominated like fringe groups all i think of is incels i'm like this is just a cover for incels like when you watch like shows and they talk about cults and it's like all about like scientology yeah so the gotham show i was telling you about in the gotham show they blow up the bridges to gotham so no one can get into gotham and it kind of reminded me of that like gotham was segregated by itself and then like all the bad characters come out and start taking over the town a city so it was actually kind of that reminded me a lot of that and i thought it was really good i think that's cool and they even said like this movie ends with them in martial law so i think if they expanded that in the second one and it is its own kind of city and all these like bad people come out that'd be really interesting i hope well i know colin farrell will be coming back he's already greenlit for his own penguin show i hope jeffrey wright comes back as commissioner gordon or in this one detective gordon because i thought he was a perfect Gordon. oh fun fact so commissioner gordon in the 
the Adam West show was from my hometown of Lynn, Massachusetts. That's right, baby. Yeah, I got something on that. But what did you think of Jeffrey Wright as Gordon in this? I thought it was good. I, I like the fact that they made Commissioner Gordon a black Commissioner Gordon instead of a you know, stereotypical white Commissioner Gordon. I like the fact that they diversify movies. You know, you know, Zoe Kravitz is a great Catwoman, but Ursa Kitts from Adam West's time was better. That's true. That one was an iconic Catwoman. And I thought Zoe Kravitz was a good Catwoman. I think it's interesting to see the development and the establishment of these characters in the film because they're all differently established. We see Batman who's semi-established or more so established. We see the Riddler trying to become a established we see Catwoman who hasn't even thought of doing this more so outside of like vengeance and then in the deleted scene and kind of at the end of the movie you see that Batman and Joker have a very established relationship so much so that he Joker's already been a year in jail so I think it's I think that this universe since it's different has so much to offer us and I think it's really cool like I said if Matt Reeves continues to do them he'll add these horror elements that I think are important kind of like the way that I don't know I thought it was great yeah I I think they have a lot that they can go with I like the fact that people bring back villains like you know I'm glad that like the Michael Keaton and all that stuff they're dead you know they don't kill off the villains they don't kill them off in the comic books don't kill them off in the movies and I think that's one reason why Marvel did what they just did was that No Way Home when they brought back all the villains and brought them back to life because you can't kill these villains in Marvel and DC because they don't that's not what happens I mean eventually they do die in some of the universes yes but most of the time they're not dead they come back and that's why it's so entertaining because you don't know who's coming back and when they're coming back exactly it's kind of like the idea with like God Godzilla, like you have these titans and these titans are going to fight each other at any point in time, but they can never truly defeat each other because they're on the same level. Like the Batman can never beat the Joker and like Superman can never be Lex Luthor. Like these people have to keep getting cycled through because that's like you said, what makes it interesting. It's it's their counterparts. Yeah. You know, it's the yin to the yang. You you need that person. And Batman and the Joker are iconic together. They the, the, the comic books that they're in, like the Joker plays mind games with Batman and Joker kills a few people in Batman's life. I mean, you know, one of the Robins, uh, Drake, I believe it was, he, he beats him to death with a crowbar. There's a lot of good stuff that happens in those books because you know, like they feed off each other. They play off each other. So, you know, Batman puts him in jail and there's, I forget, one episode where Batman and him talk and he goes, you know, the reason why you haven't killed me is because you need me. Exactly. And then I remember this is from the Batman animated series. So a little different, but it's I think it's Joker and Rhino and someone else. And I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, that's my memory. And I'm not trying to be wrong. And they unmask Batman and they're like, oh, Bruce Wayne and Joker freaks out. He has like a meltdown. He's like, why would you ruin this surprise? We have this game of cat and mouse. Why would you let me know it's Bruce Wayne? I'm so disillusioned. I'm so like upset. So I think it's like funny that within these roles, they still view them as like separate and like different. It's like, oh, this is Batman. Like, I need to not know who he actually is because he's just bad. Yeah, because then you humanize them. And, you know, right now they're not human. I mean, they have their own persona. And then when you take away that persona, then all you have is reality. And that's, no one likes reality. Reality sucks. Exactly. And I think that's what the Riddler was getting at when he kept, he kept, he had this big thing about like being unmasked and the unmasking. And he was like, but it's not the unmasking that matters. It's actually being able to put on the mask and then do what you want to do and be who you actually are with no repercussions, essentially. And I think that was his whole thing, you know, he he was sad that him and Batman weren't friends and that he couldn't kill Bruce Wayne, not knowing that those two are mutually exclusive, you know? Yeah, and I think there's a key part on the the movie when uh, the guy that's helping Riddler and he's up on the catwalk shooting people and he goes... Batman says, who are you? And he goes, I am vengeance. And you see Batman's face like stop because now he realizes that, you know, if it wasn't for him, 
this would have never happened. Exactly. And I think it goes between like the channels of justice that people like pursue themselves, perceive themselves to go down because we have Selena and the Riddler and we can say the Joker because he does like talk about it a little bit Um, in these channels of doing what they think is right, getting justice and vengeance the way that they think is right, but is perceived as wrong. And then we have Batman doing the same thing. But since he is more aligned with Gordon and more aligned with like the channels of I'm going to call it cop law, I guess, because it's not outside of it, but it's still vengeance because he's still working outside of the law, but enough within the parameters that he can get away from it. So then who is he to judge all these other people who are doing essentially the same thing that he's doing? You know what I mean? I find it so hypocritical. I don't know. Yeah, and that's like when the, with the whole police force. Like Falcone says it, you know, like, I got all of you in my pocket. And Gordon's like, you don't got all of us in your pocket. And like some of the cops aren't with that. You know, they're like, no, we want justice. We want justice. We're not trying to be bought and be, you know, be be the bad guys in this town. We're trying to fix this town. And, you know, that's part I thought was kind of cool. Exactly. And I also thought it was cool because when we're looking at Falcone, we see the Riddler and Gordon release information private sensitive evidence and information to the public versus just going through those like typical channels and I think that's important because I think in a town where there's so much corruption being caught and ruled in the court of public opinion can lead to a lot of image problems and can lead to your downfall especially if we're saying Batman is set now in 2022 with the climate that we're in can't people get like canceled like canceled we can say that like all the time for not not for nothing people get canceled for real things all the time and I think that was like trying to show like when they released the voicemail that like, oh we're trying to cancel Falcone in a way that he can be touchable because to him and within the police force and within these like laws of justice he's the views himself as untouchable yeah and it's like johnny depp i'm not trying to go there but i'm going there because johnny depp he got that thing in the news and his career kind of was tanked you know and now he's trying to fight for his career and that's the same thing with falcone yeah except falcone dies he gets shot because he is a bad guy i have will be transparent i have not been keeping up with the johnny depp amber heard i feel like i mean i don't think yeah it's like whenever i see big things like this it's like what are they distracting us from like what's going on and what are they distracting us from because I don't know. But back to the movie. I thought it was really well done. I can't wait for the sequel. I love the use of the color red, the ideas of vengeance, the use of Ave Maria. I thought the symbolism in it was great. And I thought they tied a lot of things together well. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, I say you see it. And go in it with an open mind. Don't go in it like thinking Michael Keaton or or Val Kilmer or any of the other Batman. Go in it with this. This is a new Batman. Go in it like everybody 10 years ago went into these Christopher Nolan Batmans. Like I don't get why this one is being held to such a different standard because it's so it's so good and it's just as good in its own ways so i would say if you have any respect for matt reeves like you do for christopher nolan go into the movie with an open mind and i think you'll walk away having a good time it doesn't feel like three hours no and kudos to the director not reliving batman's family's death (laughs) exactly like in this one like i love a director that doesn't treat us like we're dumb you know what i mean and i think matt reeves did that so well i i can't wait for the sequel i was a huge i'm a huge fan of this one i highly recommend I thank you all for tuning in and watching us on on the live TikTok. Please tune in next time. And if you like us, click like, follow us, because we got a lot of good stuff coming up. Exactly. Maybe we'll do an AMA one time if we're live and you guys like doing this. Um, Maybe we'll just record ourselves because... 
We look great on all formats. Well, I hope everyone has a blessed week and just a gorgeous day. Yes, please check out washappening.com. Tune in next week. We'll have another exciting show for you. I think we're going to do uh, Bloody Hell. We're going to do no movies this next week. We're going to do actually like Massachusetts, New England murders like Lizzie Borden. And we're going to go over that stuff. So if you like stuff like that, please tune in. Tune in next week to What's Happening. <laughs>